0: You're listening to Healthy AF Podcast, discussing all things strength, nutrition, and performance. We help people improve performance, reduce injury, and move better. And now, here are your hosts, Dave Howington and Corey Lehman. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Healthy AF. I am Corey, and I'm alongside Dave here, and we are talking today about muscle
1: misnomers. Yeah. uh, More specifically, muscle building misnomers. Uh, There's a lot of them, but we're going to kind of narrow it down to what we believe are some of the top three. Yeah. And how do you guys like that title? Muscle misnomer. It's pretty good, right? Yeah. I like the alliteration there. Yeah.
0: It's like you always tell me though, Dave, people can't respond to me on the podcast. Yeah.
1: Right. But you know, you can still (laughs) ask them anyways. Okay. Muscle misnomer number one. Muscles will not make women bulky or to put in other words strength training muscle building isn't going to make many women bulky
0: yeah and um if you're a lady and you still believe that lifting weights is going to make you bulky um you're sort of in the dark ages a little bit
1: yeah i mean that's a harsh way to put it (laughs) Um, but i mean to corey's point like i'm not trying to be mean if you pick up you know, if you have a kid and you pick them up all the time, you're picking up, you know, at least probably 20, 30 pounds right there. Um, So, you know, the classic argument is why would you then train with like five pound dumbbells? Um, Oh, I've never even thought about that. That's actually brilliant. Thank you. Uh, Every now and then I have my moments. Uh, (laughs) But that being said, so a lot of times what happens is I think, you know, we see a lot of bodybuilder men and even women who are just, you know, ripped or bulky, a lot of them either like take steroids or on the men's case, they have a lot more free range testosterone in addition to steroids. And so it kind of gets into our association that, oh, well, if I I lift weights, I'll look just like those people. When in all truth, um, most of the time, like a lot of women that lift weights actually get very lean, they get toned, uh, using that T word, if you will. Oh, the dreaded T word. Yes, especially, you know, people say, "Well, I
0: just want to train. I want to train for tone." And I'm like, "Well, then what you're saying is you actually want to strength train and gain muscle because that is what gives you the appearance of like a very firm,
1: slender, fit look." Yeah. And the other thing too is like if you're on a diet and you're losing uh and you're losing fat and you're burning fat, it's important to strength train and build muscle because that's how going to, you know, for lack of a better term, fill in the places where the fat is losing. So, you know, if you have that saggy skin, a lot of times building muscle and building strength will help fill that in, and you're not going to do so if all you do is, you know, pick up five-pound weights or whatnot. I think it's uh, Cressy's Gym, they have a T-shirt that says, our pink dumbbells start at 50 pounds. (laughs) (laughs) I like that.
0: Yeah, so I I joke around a little bit, you know, about, you know, being in the dark ages, but really, like, it's been almost (laughs) – man 15 20 years like there's a lot of good evidence research-based evidence just even anecdotal evidence where we've seen um ladies in here that we've worked with who they are strong they move weight and um they're not bulky by any means
1: no and i mean just give you all a different resource that can be very helpful um the, you can even follow them on Instagram, but Girls Gone Strong, it's exactly how it, spelled exactly how it sounds, is a great resource where they speak even more in depth to just you know the importance of just loving your body, but then at the same time the importance of and the benefit of being strong. Yeah,
0: and definitely um, for women as they age. They are more susceptible to things like osteoporosis. And we know that weight bearing exercise and muscle building is one of the primary things to offset, you know, degenerative diseases like that. So that's just another kind of another check mark or notch why you should be thinking about developing strength and placing an emphasis on muscle building and remembering that building muscle is going to benefit you. It's not going to create bulky muscles. Again, we've sort of fallen into this. We look at the magazines or we look at extreme CrossFitters who maybe train seven days a week, twice a day, and we think, oh, well, I'm going to get like them. Yeah, probably not
1: yeah unless you have the time to train seven days a week twice a day lifting throwing around literally throwing around heavy weights but at the same time too i mean we're two dudes so yeah what do we know
0: yeah i know for sure but that literally takes us right into muscle uh, misnomer number two Man, that's a tongue twister, isn't it? Yeah, muscle yeah, I mean, misnomer number two.
1: You laid your bed, so you got to lie in it now. But yeah. – <laughs> or made your bed. Man, Yeah. Up. So Dude, We're having trouble today.
0: It's okay. It's all good. You guys love us. So yeah. – um, so, but that leads us into our second point, which is that muscle is actually
1: not easy to gain. No, not at all. Um, it takes – honestly, and I think this should say something – people with a higher degree of muscle mass also have a higher basal metabolic rate, which is a fancy way to say they burn more calories at rest than people with lower muscle mass. And that is because to maintain muscle takes a higher degree of energy, a lot more calories than people often realize.
0: Yeah. Let's make a quick caveat. And we'll say if you've never lifted weights, this probably isn't applicable to you. Because most people, when they start lifting weights – you're going to gain muscle pretty much no matter what you do um, at the beginning.
1: Yeah, to an extent. And, I mean, you're going to get stronger no matter what you do. And that's why it's important to also recognize that it's definitely not a linear process. You're not going to always just continue to gain muscle. If that was the case, I'd be one of the strongest people in the world right now. Um, But I'm sadly Dave likes to lift a lot of weights. Sadly, I'm not. Um, That being said, so the thing is, like, if you want to gain muscle, you – like any bodybuilder worth their salt will tell you they basically eliminate any extra stress outside of lifting weights and eating food. And, this, and like, they still struggle to put on pounds of muscle. So then you take yourself or myself in our real world, and you know, we got relationships, we got schooling, we got a whole bunch of different things. It's really hard to build muscle because we don't have that perfect n- low stress environment.
0: Yeah, and so most people want to train two or three times a week for an hour at a time and then they also want to gain you know a significant amount of muscle and i'm like it just doesn't quite work like that like you really have to be dedicated to that process and that ties back into point number one you know where we talk with females about you know will weightlifting make you bulky one no but two i think people grossly men and women grossly underestimate the amount of volume that's needed to actually
1: gain muscle yeah And I mean, that being said, volume, talking about that is a whole nother variable to talk about in another podcast episode. But at the same time too, all I just want to bring your attention to is there is, and I I could be a little dated in this research, but it's a lot easier to lose fat than it is to gain muscle. I think they say the rule of thumb is that it takes, like once you're experienced and you're not like in those newbie gains, usually you're not going, you're going to gain maybe at most, eight pounds of muscle in a year, at most, and that's if you're lucky. Yeah, I mean, and
0: I talk to people all the time. I say, you know, it is infinitely easier to lose fat than it is to gain muscle. Now, there's some certain psychological things around losing fat that makes it, you know, have some unique challenges. But if you really think about just the mechanics of fat loss and, and I am intentionally oversimplifying this. So I understand what I'm about to say is, is not quite this simple, but most fat loss is really, um, as simple as getting into a caloric deficit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, again, there's some hormonal things, there's some other stuff, but like when you think of just compare that to muscle gain, I mean muscle gain you've got to have a st- ton of you got to have everything dialed in.
1: Yeah, you got to be working out strength training at least 4 days a week for an hour each time. You got to be making sure that you're eating a crap ton of calories and sometimes that means eating crap just to get those calories in. You got to make sure that you're sleeping at least 8 hours a night and if you're and and even taking frequent cat naps. And it helps if you
0: can make yourself an 18-year-old boy so that your testosterone is through the roof.
1: Yeah, that's that's an, an or
0: inject testosterone.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> and, exactly. <laughs> but we're not uh, we're not prop- uh, condoning that. <laughs> um, we gotta, and we're going off the rails here. Yeah, we, we need people to sign waivers and <laughs> listen to this episode. Should yeah. we mark it as E just to be safe? <laughs> um, that being said, going on to that topic though. One of the key drivers for building muscle is mechanical tension. And one of the mistakes, and this brings us to muscle misnomer number three, that is really hard to say, is a lot of people doing like isolation lifts, targeting just a specific muscle group, whether, you know, most commonly bicep curls and tricep extensions to build the arms. When the truth is we need to use compound movements because those are exercises that are going to be using more than just one muscle group, using more than one joint. Um, So like bench press, if we're training the arms, or pull-ups, if we're training the arms. And these are going to be exercises that we can put a lot of tension on the body, therefore driving a ton more muscle growth than just doing biceps and triceps.
0: Yeah, and even think about this. Like in order for a muscle to grow, you need to have a significant load, or it has to have a significant amount of stress placed on it. Um, you could do a bicep curl. Let's say your ability to do a bicep curl is 20 pounds in each hand. That's a total of 40 pounds between both arms on your bicep curl. Now, think about a compound movement where you would use your bicep like a pull-up. Yes, you're using back muscles, but you're also using your bicep. The load that your body is having to handle there is significantly more. And again, some of that load is offset by your back muscles, but The general rule of thumb is these compound movements allow you to place greater load and greater stress, thereby helping you to produce greater muscle gains.
1: Yeah, definitely. And not only that, but the stronger you get with the compound movements, the more load you can then use if you still want to do isolation movements. There is a time where isolation movements, one, are kind of fun to do. It's kind of fun getting that pump. And sometimes you actually do start to need to do them just to get stronger or to build muscle. But very, that's very rare and far between from a lot of people when they're first starting to strength train. Usually I recommend that you know you make sure you can at least you know, do 10 pull-ups before you even start doing any type of arm work.
0: Yeah, and that really ties back into what we've talked about with our essential movement patterns. If you look at all of our essential movement patterns, they're compound movements because they do. They give you the biggest bang for your buck. So think about that. To recap here briefly, number one, lifting weights will not make you bulky. Number two, I don't even know, but Dave knows.
1: Number two is that muscle building isn't easy. And number three is that compound movements need to be prioritized over isolation movements.
0: So there you have it. Uh, Think about those three uh, specifically when you're thinking about gaining muscle because this should be a goal. I mean, even if you don't have um, an explicit goal written out to gain a certain amount of muscle, I would hope that you at least have a goal to maintain what you currently have. And even that requires um, really some of these same principles that we've talked about. So until next time, guys, stay healthy AF. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy AF Podcast where we help athletes and adults move, perform, and live better. If you're not subscribed already, be sure to go ahead and click that button right now. And if you found value in this episode, we'd love if you would do us a quick favor and rate and review
1: the podcast. We'll see you on the next show.